Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. In All I Really Need to Know, I learned in kindergarten, Unitarian Universalist Minister Robert Fulgham wrote in part, All I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned in kindergarten. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work some. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seed in the styrofoam cup. The roots go down and the plant goes up and nobody really knows how or why, but we're all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the little seed in the cup, they all die. So do we. And then remember the Dick and Jane books and the first word you learn to read. Look. Think what a better world it would be if we all, the whole world, had cookies and milk at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then lay down with our blankies for a nap. And it is still true, no matter how old you are. When you go out into the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together. I love this list, and I agree with a little bit more love thrown in. Today, as we bless the animals, I want to spend just a few moments reflecting on the ways they remind us of all we really need to know, especially about love and loving well, how the animals bless us. In his book, Dog Years, Mark Doty writes, a little while ago I had a drink with a new acquaintance. In the way that people offer a topic of conversation in order to know one another better, he asked what I'd like to do if my commitments were all waived, if I suddenly had the freedom to choose whatever. I said I'd buy a place with a barn in the country and open a shelter for homeless retrievers. He looked at me a little incredulously. He seemed to be choosing his words carefully. I don't know, he said. When people talk about what they want to do for animals, I always wonder why that compassion isn't offered to other people. My anger flared a hot, fierce flush. I said, you asked me what I wanted to do, not what I thought I should do. He nodded, fair enough. But the damage was done, the judgment 
cast. If I'd been more thoughtful and less offended, I might have said that compassion isn't a limited quality, something we can only possess so much of and which must be carefully conserved. I might have said, if I were truly being honest, that it seems that compassion for animals is an excellent predictor of one's ability to care for one's fellow human beings. But the plain truth is that no one should have to defend what they love. If I decide to become one of those dotty old people who lives alone with six beagles, who on earth is harmed by the extremity of my affections? There is little enough devotion in the world that we should be glad for it in whatever form it appears and never mock it or underestimate it. Love, concludes Mark Doty, is a gateway to the world, not an escape from it. Animals can teach us to love. Whatever it is that makes them greet us with enthusiasm, watch our every move, by turns comfort and uplift us, get us up and lie down with us, whatever we call that, whether we call it love or careful not to ascribe human emotions to their behavior, connection, whatever it is that causes them to fill our days with joy and heartbreak and everything in between, it is all the stuff of love, fully transferable to our whole lives. Many of us come to the blessing of the animals saying, oh, my animal companion really needs this. He's such a rascal. She needs a new blessing. Last year's wore off. <laughs> my Episcopal colleague, Aaron Kramer, says, while I wish I had that kind of power to change the behavior of these animals, in this simple act of blessing, we are reminded that it is we who really need this. I wonder, he writes, if gathering these animals together has more to do with discovering the holy, uncovering for ourselves once again how each animal on this earth is a divine creature, reminding us that we also are divine. Well, cats think so. <laughs> Here is poet Marge Piercy's The Cat Song. Mine, says the cat, putting out his paw of darkness. My love, my friend, my slave. <laughs> my toy, says the cat, making on your chest the gesture of drawing milk from his mother's forgotten breast. Let us walk in the woods, says the cat. I'll teach you to read the tabloid of sense, to fade into shadow, wait like a trap, to hunt. Now I lay this plump, warm mouse on your mat. <laughs> you feed me, I try to feed you. We are friends, says the cat. Although I am more equal than you, can you leap 20 times the height of your body? Can you run up and down trees, jump between roofs? Let us rub our bodies together and talk of touch. My emotions are pure as salt crystals and as hard. My lusts glow like my eyes. I sing to you in the mornings, walking round and round your bed and into your face. 
Come, I will teach you to dance as naturally as falling asleep and waking and stretching long, long. I speak greed with my paws and fear with my whiskers. Envy lashes my tail. Love speaks me entire a world, a world of fur. I will teach you to be as still as an egg and to slip like the ghost of wind through the grass. Beloved spiritual companions, animals bless us and teach us compassion and devotion. Love is a gateway to the world. Let us bless and know that we are blessed. Love well and know that we are well-loved. We are all divine. May we hold hands and pause in anything we got now and stick together. <laughs>